When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to another The Talk Back. I am your host, Sydney Smith. Glad to be here again another week doing this. Uh, I don't see any eyeballs yet, but I, I'm sure I will hear very shortly. Uh, we have an awesome guest this week. I've known this man a very long time. Uh, uh, I like to say I like, I've watched him grow in comedy, and uh, every year, every month, every day, he always just got every show just always got better and better. Now he's off doing his own thing. Uh, producing so much, traveling now, and I just want to hear all about it and the growing family. Uh, everybody show a lot of love to my man, everyone, everybody's favorite people out there. If you ever met this man, he's, one of, he's definitely one of your favorite people. Mr. Day, Adam, peace. What's going on, brother? What's going on? What the What the hell is that? What's happening? Did I forget to say clown? Did I forget to tell everybody clowns? <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I'm just, hey, I'm just living life, baby. I'm living life. Hey man, uh, how's how's the family? How's everybody doing? Man, fuck them! <laughs> oh wait, wait, what's the language? What's the language? What's the language? Okay, well, uh, you know what? We were we're, we're going to go there now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, rated R. No man, life is good. Family's good. Got uh, got two beautiful boys. Uh, I had a, he was an ugly baby, but now he's like beautiful now. I don't know, I'll, like that <laughs> year two things turned around but um I we got a baby you, all the way I, I love that you can admit that your baby was ugly at first a lot of people can't admit that a lot of people always just showing them pictures yes no i i think that's what like separates the people that live in denial you know like if you can't look at a baby and be like that motherfucker like that what what like I think, then, I think it also like speaks volumes to like parents where they don't want to admit that that came from them, right? Like, like, right, like, right. There's some these Instagram models walking around thinking they look great, then they make a baby, and that's when they really like, oh, it was the plastic surgery. Somebody yeah. needs. Sometimes people need to go back and look at their own baby pictures to understand. Mm-hmm. No, that is my baby. That was an ugly yeah. ass baby too. Uh, I how, how are you as a baby? I drunk. Look drunk. I like wine. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just looking at a baby picture me the other day. Bags <laughs> in the eyes, heavy eyelids. <laughs> Uh, what I, what about this? How about you post up uh, when we're done, maybe later tonight or tomorrow? Post the baby picture under on this on this thread. I'll find a baby picture of myself and I'll post it on here too. You know I ain't doing that. <laughs> you know I ain't doing that. We, you see how I tried to make it voluntary? Like you should do this. Like, we, okay, we go back too many years for you to try to slide <laughs> that in there, boy. <laughs> yeah, show, show the world, Sid. Show the world. Hey, we got Talaya Jones on. What's up, Talaya? How you doing? Hey, Talaya. Uh, Hey, for everybody uh, out there, this is your first time watching the show. I call it the Talk Back because I wanted a vehicle that allowed me to talk back uh, to people that come out to my shows and support. 
uh, to people that I don't really get a chance to see that often because we're all also busy. So please throw in your comments if you have anything you want to say, any questions. Uh, if you want to talk about that ugly nipple, they they just let's, <laughs> let's hope your boys didn't, did not inherit those ugly nipples. <laughs> so, I put lotion on that one. Uh, that, the other one, other one ashy, but this one was was super moist. Have you ever <laughs> have you ever been there where you just just you got just enough lotion to lotion like certain parts of your body? Like you got to figure out what am I wearing today? <laughs> I mean, growing up again, Detroit, like we our family used one bottle. One bottle of lotion, yes. and you had to pick choose what was about to be seen. Yeah. If your skin wasn't being seen or exposed, it, it didn't get lotion. No, you you seen a lot of motherfuckers walking around in basketball shorts with a button up on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you ran out of lotion. You you ran out of lotion. Couldn't put the mm-hmm. mouth balls. Cheryl, what's going on? Uh, Cheryl says, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so I think she saw your nipple up there. Hey. Anything can happen on the talk bag. You know what? The other the other one might come out. We don't know. We don't know. What I know is if you're showing one nipple as a married man, I'm glad that I'm interviewing you as a married man. You should show a nipple, Sid. I'm sure some people want to see the left nipple. You should just flash it real quick. Let uh, them know. Again, you know I ain't doing that shit. I, <laughs> hey, everybody out there, I know I'm having a drink. Uh, uh, Day is having one as well. Day, what you sipping on, man? Uh, it's that rock tequila. The, uh Terramana. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm, just it's, it's, some, I'm just sipping on some Fireball with some ice on it. Uh, anybody? I've been drinking Fireball for like the last twenty years. <laughs> like, like, how do you how do you still drink it like as a grown up? Like you like like seriously, you you go hell. You remind me of uh, Marlon. I I only Marlon drink Fireball occasionally, and I'm having it, and I'm ha- I do only occasionally. And Fireball was my shit, if you remember, was part of my pregame before right, the show. Right. And, I, and I still do that. I do one shot of Fireball and one Bud Light before every show. So I still do that. I don't drink Fireball like I used to. Uh, and I'm only drinking this because, for me, this is kind of a lighter whiskey than for me to pull pour something else and be just sitting on, on here weebling and wobbling and shit trying to interview you. Yeah, showing nipples. We got to give the people what they want. We got to give them what they want. Hey, my man slipped on. He said, please don't show that nipple. LOL. <laughs> Talaya says, damn on, nipple Phil. shot. Unprovoked. Right? <laughs> right? Nobody nobody asked him to see that. Nobody. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure the tab of, somebody wanted to see the nipple. Let's just let's just keep going. See what happens. Uh, Talaya says a, a, a mutual friend of ours, Ryan Henry, Henry, introduced her to Fireball, and she fell asleep on the kitchen floor. How, how old were how old was she? How old were you to land when that happened? M- many many years ago, she says. She said, "I'm a different person now." Mm-hmm. She falls asleep Mm-mm. in the living room on the couch. No, it's see see Fireball became that new uh, Jägermeister. Yeah, and you know, like you be at a party, like, dude, you got to drink this, yeah. and you just start like, and Fireball it burn your spirit. It's almost like uh, drinking moonshine. I don't know, like it's just. Well, you, I make bad decisions. You know, the great thing with Fireball and from a business sense is that that was already something that they had on the roster. They just relabeled it with the name Fireball yeah. and threw some pretty girls out at the bars and started handing it out. And people just just like fell in love with it. But they already had it and it wouldn't sell before they changed the name. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I nerd out every once in a while. I, I don't trust like those hot girls at the bar. You can't like 
like hot girls selling anything, I'm 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 uninterested. Like I don't want I'll give me an ugly girl with like, you know, like like a some some Hennessy. I don't need some little fancy pretty girls and fire coming from my bottle. Uh, not not me. Well not that's me. because well that's because you married a beautiful woman. Yeah, no, no, fucking right. <laughs> I hope Monica's watching. She's she beautiful to me. No, no. Like, I don't know if you felt this way, but in, and I'll be honest with you, you you sometimes become very political with your answering, but it's smart. <laughs> when I got married, I definitely thought like I was like, like between the two me, me and my wife, I thought I was the shit. Like, oh, she like I, she marrying up. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. No, nah, no. Nah, my wife is way. My <laughs> wife's up here. I'm still trying to catch this bitch. Like, I'm still trying to get where she at. So I know uh, I am with you there. I think any man such as myself and yourself, we we are both super confident people. <laughs> right, right, Without right. A, you can't say anything to either one of us and shatter our spirit. If you come, mm-hmm. you, I, I feel I feel confident when I say this, day. You walk up to me or you and have something negative to say, we will look you in the face. So like you got a motherfucking problem with yourself <laughs> and turn and walk away. <laughs> um, I will say this: you're you're more confident than I am. Like. I, I'll go cry in the car. Like I feel like with your stature, like you, you've always been like, "What? Nah, nah, you ain't talking to me. You talk, you talking to nah." So I, I like to get that confidence. Like, where did that confidence come from? Would you say? Um, my it, it comes from my family, and I've I've told people that for years. People have told me, "Oh, you're arrogant. You're this. You're that." And, <laughs> and I would, you know, if I if I wasn't concerned, I I I'd take this much. <laughs> What's up, Danielle? Because if you don't like it, fuck you. I don't know. That's, that's your problem. Uh, mm-hmm. But it comes from my family, and because we were always raised with the you can be whatever you want, be whoever you want. It's all in your hands. It's up to you, that type of thing. And that was always the mantra that I grew up with. So even growing up as an awkward kid, because my feet were huge before the rest of my body caught up and all these different <laughs> things. And I was a little brainiac kid. So before I could ever pick up a ball and do anything with a ball, I mean, I was your classic nerd with the big glasses. And I tell people all the time I carried a briefcase <laughs> in fifth grade type shit. And so, <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. In fact, I, 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 re, I, re, I reminded my mother not too long ago about me carrying the briefcase all through fifth grade. And she said on the phone, she said, I forgot you carried that. She said, I'm surprised you didn't get your butt whooped. <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks, Ma. But anyway, huh. that's where that's where it comes from, and uh, and you know, it carries on to this day. And part of it as well, beyond that, and I'm I'm not trying to hog the, the time. I just want to answer your question. Is uh, show show? Is, no, but you're the guest. But it's understanding that I will outwork you. So whatever I don't know, whatever I can't do, if I want to know how to do it, especially if you're better at me than that, if I will, I, I know that I will catch you and I will surpass you. And that's always my challenge for everything, whether it's comedy, this or whatever. So it all kind of stems from that. Um, we got some more comments here real quick. Danielle says, hi, see it. What's up, Danielle? Hey, Dave, Danielle is from Detroit, too. She's back there. Her husband is actually a, uh, a uh, uh, you know what? I'm not going to bring it up because I don't want to get into it. <laughs> Dion, in the building. Uh, Dion, my brother Dion in Indies. He says, the confidence comes from that dirty Michigan water. How dare you, Dion? <laughs> yeah, you gotta you you gotta fight your demons. Okay, every time, every 
every time you comment or like you be on here, like you just got, you always got to attack people. You got to come from a place of love, D. Tony, Tony, <laughs> yo, oh, I always try to go after people. You go for the jugular, D. And, and you know what, Dave? I always have to remind people that Detroit has one of the best uh, uh, water systems in the entire country. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> I don't drink that. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> take, take that hat off. All I drink is Avion. <laughs> you uppity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Slim. I carried a briefcase, you asshole. All right. Uh, Tony says all his life he had to fight. That's right. All <laughs> my life I had to fight. Okay. Now, did, did anybody ask what was in the briefcase? Was that like your schoolwork or like an extra pair of draws? <laughs> no, it was school. <laughs> I had schoolwork in there, man. Pens and papers. <laughs> I, would, I would carry my history book whenever like, <laughs> under my arm. <laughs> nigga, nigga on Wall Street, uh, uh, fifth grade. Like, <laughs> I got those briefings for you. <laughs> hey, hey, I had my first business in in uh in junior high school. <laughs> what was your first business, I, Sid? I, I, I hate Sorry. you so much right now. Who who booked him as a guest? You're fine. <laughs> who who booked him? <laughs> Lemonade stand. What uh, was it? What were you selling? In 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 elementary and in uh, middle school, sure. I was uh I was a nerd then. But what I would do was I would take my my lunch money and I would stop at the candy store and I'd buy as much candy as I could. And then I would go <laughs> and sell it at a up up the price and I would sell it at uh, at school. You were a hustler. You slayed you slayed pop rocks. And you know what I, I was. And you know what I did? I took notebook paper and I folded it up to like the size of business cards and cut it out. And I made little business cards. I, <laughs> I, I caught I myself the candy man. I, I, I pass that, pass that Honest, no shit. This is hilarious. This is hilarious. Thank you for sharing. I was, I was. Walter, candy man. Walter Campbell was on. Yeah, man. You, you know what? Walter, lemon hands and knowledge for sure. But back then in Detroit, and I don't know if they sell them everywhere, but they were called jingles. And you could get a pack oh, of jingles for like a dime, and then I'd take it myself <laughs> for 15 cents at school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is happening? Like, <laughs> hey, man. I flipped that nickel, and I got me. <laughs> what is happening? You can't, you can't just, you, okay, you know what? I respect a bit. Like, I guess that, that definitely speaks volumes to who you are as a person now because. That is a hustler mentality where, uh, you know what? Nothing but love and respect. I get it. I get it. I wouldn't have bought from you, though. I'd be like, I'll wait till 3 o'clock. You would have. A lot of people thought that, and some of them did that. But once that vein starts calling you, everybody got to feel that rush. Fair enough. No, you would have opened up your own business. Send it out for 15 cents. I sent them to you for 12 cents. That'll be you. That'll be you. All right. Yeah. Let, me get get more, let me get to some more of the comments over here. <laughs> you couldn't. <laughs> what? What? I'm you gotta get it out. I'm gonna tell you. Tim Keir says selling <laughs> weed. So he thought I was selling weed out of the briefcase. <laughs> Dion. That's how you got a book. Hey, 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 hiccup Dion. Dion come back being angry. 
He said, you couldn't afford a book bag. Stop lying. <laughs> uh, and Tony Mac says, I had an abacus inside of there. That's what I had going on there. Uh, uh, appreciate the comments. Uh, keep them coming. Keep them coming, y'all. Absolutely. Oh, see, look at that. Talia says, laugh my ass off. Sydney had a briefcase at 10. He knew he was going to be somebody. Thank you, Talia. I did. I always knew that because coming from Detroit, don't make that face. Coming from Detroit, <laughs> and you know this, coming from Detroit, a lot of our relatives work in the factory of the big three, General Motors, Ford, or Chrysler, doing some type of job. And watching my mom come home every day, and there were some nights when she came home, uh, we had to help her take off her boots because she was so sore from working. I knew at a young age I was not going to do that. I was not ever going to have to do anything where I had to break my back that way. They made a great living. Don't get me wrong. They paid great money back then. But I, that was not anything that I was, that I was, going to, that I was meant to do. I just knew it at a young age. What, what about you uh, watching your relatives? Because you had to see some that were <clears throat> working all those years on the, on the factory line, right? No? No. Nah, nah, no, nah, we didn't have anybody in the factory. Really? Uh, I'm surprised by that. Nah, man, we we grew up. We were poor. <laughs> like, it was it was bad for us, and I didn't realize how bad it was until I probably got to middle school because I went to a neighborhood elementary, so everybody was like, you know, doing the same thing. And uh, you know, I had the single parent thing, so my mom was working two, three jobs, but we weren't really, you know, we were just keeping our head above water, I guess you would say. Right. And uh, you know, she ended up having a boyfriend for like ten years, and. He had a factory job, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't for, for, with one of the big threes. And now nah, we just, we just always barely were just grateful for what we had. We we okay. never had a situation where where someone was like just killing it, and we're just. I mean, my grandma, she she was the she was like I always believe people have like a, a nice grandma and a good grandma. Like I can't wait to go to her house, and. Uh, <laughs> yes. My, my nice grandma, she 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 would she was great. It was great going over there. She was doing all right for herself, but no, nah, everybody else was. We were just making it. Okay, okay. I'm gonna try to keep up with some of these com- comments, and then we're gonna get back and talk today about more of how he grew up, and then we'll touch on what he's got going right now in the family and everything. Uh, for anyone out there, this is your first time you're watching the talk back. This is my every Wednesday Facebook live show that I do every week. I try to have on a different guest that I think uh, that I'm gonna enjoy, and I think that you would enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Fuck all you other people <laughs> no, not not that at all but hell sometimes they may not enjoy who i have on so i got to be having a good time at least <laughs> shit uh, and this week we're lucky to have uh my old friend funny man mr day out of peace on <laughs> and i definitely want to i don't know why he's having that old friend but you know that was, that no was, no i was laughing at uh happy to, like hey, where else up? i can't go nowhere we all at home it, what, what, what would i be doing if if i wasn't talking to you Look, you know how many you know how many Zoom offers I've had that I said I had other <laughs> shit that I'm doing. All right, you can always pretend like you got some. Oh, I'm gonna be out of town. I can't do it. Have you Have you done any virtual uh, comedy comedy shows? I won't do it. Tim Tim Kier says that's what she said. Walter Campbell says Candyman, 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 Candyman. Don't do that. That movie just scared the shit out of me, Walter scared the shit out of me and Walter's another funny dude I gotta have him on as well I wanna talk about uh, some of the things that he has going right now uh, in terms of comedy Tony Max says they were taking that candy and he just had them writing down IOUs that's what I was doing I wouldn't collect it anybody uh, 
Right there for you, Tony Back. Walter says, you up there with Tyreek from Power. Fuck that. I hate Tyreek. Tyreek, he should have been what was shot in a sock. All right? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> uh, I, I know we don't need to go back because everybody hated Tyreek, but that kid right there. Whew. Uh, you know what? I, I hear you. But now that the show is over and, like, you know, and, and retrospect and hindsight, all of that, I understood. I understood him. I understood him. All right. I still, I, 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 ne- I don't. I never, never will. I would, wouldn't. No way. No way. Probably because my, my sperm donor wasn't around. So even if my sperm donor had been a drug dealer trying to make a better way for me, that would have been a great life. I would have not yeah. had pissed on that. So. Yeah, no. My my least favorite character was uh his mom. Oh, What's her name? Yeah, man. I thought that I would have thrown that bitch through a window though for sure. That that's I hated her. Like <laughs> she's the only character that I hated from start to finish. You know, like I didn't I didn't have I didn't have a problem with Tyreek season one two or whatever. It wasn't until he you know started doing that dumb shit. But yeah. Angela, I hated up until her dying. Like she, when she died, I, I was sad about it. She was too hot to hate. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> she, she was too hot to hate, and 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 nothing detracts me more than an ambitious, successful woman. So she was. <laughs> <laughs> she was we are very different. I don't need all that. Uh, you know, with some with some fifties, I'm good. I, nah. I can't. I can't. I can't stick long term. What I've never been able to stick long term with a woman who was not ambitious. Um, mm-hmm. At least in one part of her life, if it's just gonna be one part of her life, well, two actually, I would prefer she's ambitious and, and a self starter with her career, and in terms of you know hitting the gym, that type of thing, keeping herself in shape as best she can, that type of thing. I don't need a track star or anything like that. But yeah, I've always that's always been like my thing. Mm-mm, I don't know. <laughs> give me any. Give me what you got. I, you could be a little. You can have. You can like. I, I will admit there are things that I think are important, um, but it depends on what I need you for. You know, if we're just messing around, I don't need no like ambitious goal setter. You, you don't gotta have to carry a briefcase to work or school for me. <laughs> well, I, don't need that. I was talking in terms of a woman that you that that you think you're going to be in a relationship with. Yeah, but but I always looked at Angela for what she was, which I feel like she is, which is a side chick. Like that's all she was. You're so disrespectful. And, you're so disrespectful. And Ghost, Ghost did what a lot of men do. They find their side chick and they try to make them the main chick. And again, it's, you can't do that. That's, I think that was the downfall for, for their relationship and a lot of other relationships. So for a, a side chick, nah, I don't need all that. Just give me the things that I need and we good. I don't even think she was a side chick. I think he the mistake he made, which is a mistake that a lot of people make, and I'm going to stick with men mostly because we make this mistake all the time, is that that woman that we thought was the one at the time, which we couldn't make that happen. And then we get to a certain place and you cross paths again and you think you could always go back. What's that saying? You can't go home again. Shit ain't the same mm-hmm. when you try to go 20 years back. That was then. Mm-hmm. It's just different now. That was the mistake I thought he made. But she was no side <laughs> chick. Show some, put some respect on her name when you talk about it. So I want to tell you. So, so, so what, what was she? She was the chick he should have always been with. <laughs> I mean, he married the side chick. What he made a mistake was having babies and getting married to a side chick. You know what's what's too short? Say you can't turn no hoe to a housewife. You can't turn no <laughs> drug dealing, dick sucking bitch to a housewife either. So that's how that went. Uh, in my opinion, my humble opinion. But let me get back to some comments here real quick. Let me slide down here a little bit. 
Walter says the hardest thing ever: virtual Zoom shows. I I don't doubt it at all, Walter. I don't doubt it. I won't do them. I mean, now in all fairness, I think this this format platforms are great. Just chopping it up, talking, kind of talking about comedy. Yeah. I did a a storytelling show last week, which was fine because you were just telling stories. But as far as telling jokes or or like trying to deliver and work on material right. to a screen, right? No, I need I need eyeballs. I need laughter. I need reaction. That's that's what that for me. That's the the gas. That's the fuel that drives you know this thing. So uh, shout out to the people who tried and do it. But well, especially nah. especially, yeah. and I'm I'm assuming you agree with this, especially when you're like you and I, where we can get on stage and deliver the material we came with, but everything slows down for us to a point where we can hear and see everything in the room. Even, mm-hmm. even down to, if I tell this joke, I can see how this side of the room is reacting to it. Even when people think I can't see them and being able to do that, I can flip through my roller decks of material and change the show up, change the energy up, do all those things. You can't do any of that doing it on a zoom show. Mm-hmm. You just up here. I'm just up here delivering shit. I don't know what the hell's going on. No, I, I, I agree. Again, uh, no, no, no knock to people that's doing it. I think it's it's a healthy uh, alternative for people that need to be able to still tell jokes and still feel connected to, to this. Absolutely. But I, I, I'm not doing it. I <clears throat> Get me back on stage. I can't wait till we can shake hands and kiss babies and shit. Yeah, and I'm not knocking anybody who's doing it. If you're out there doing it, you know, that's for you. That's your thing. A lot of people do a lot of shows on a stage that I wouldn't do because it's not for me. So I'm not knocking you if you do it. I'm just explaining why it's not and for me. What show? What shows? What you do? Let's let's move on. So let's look at some comments <laughs> over here. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna slip. You're gonna slip up one one of these times. Nope. <laughs> so <laughs> Michelle is on here. What's up? What's up, Michelle? How you doing? She says, "Hey, Sid. I'll see Michelle out here in a couple of weeks. So they're gonna uh, part of my Dallas crew will be coming out here to see some shows. I'm looking forward to that. Travel well, safe. Travel safe. Absolutely. Y'all. Walter says Tasha. Yeah, that was that chick's name. Tasha. That's Tasha. What uh, that, oh, that name just makes me angry. <laughs> you know what? I forgot about this one. You're right, Walter. I didn't. I didn't. You know what? I understood the character, but I'm with you. Walter says Tommy's mom was a piece of work too. Oh yeah. I mean, he, so Tommy is one of my favorite characters, um, and it, a lot has to do with his, you know, his arc and his transition. And you look at his father's role in his life yeah. and his mom. And uh, the girl he choked out, like, he he had a very challenging, you know, growth. And I don't expect him to do anything else than, than what he was going to be. Like, when, when him and Ghost was feuding about wanting to get out, and it made sense that Tommy was was in this game for life. Yeah. Because, like, his, he's, he's been surrounded by nothing but that type of energy. His whole fucking existence. Right. So, uh, no, absolutely. His, I, I didn't. I wasn't mad at her though. I thought she, she felt like a very real character to me. What Absol- was her name? Absolutely, I don't remember her name, but absolutely, and that's why I loved her because the writers didn't try to sugarcoat. Because see, here's a problem I had with Hollywood. Sometimes they always want to make, and this is, and I see this is where I'm gonna say something I probably shouldn't say because this man will probably never work with me after I say this. this yes. Is, this is one of my problems with Tyler Perry and the things that he does is because he always wants to put the focus of positivity on women. The negativity is mostly slanted to the men when in real life, especially as an African-American man, that isn't real life. Real life is 
that man grows up to be the man he is. Sometimes if he grows up to not to be the best person, you got to look back and put that shit on moms. You can't always put that on everybody else. You can't put a halo and a spotlight on, on all the females in a black man's life and pretend like they did no wrong. So I love the fact that they stayed true to who she was. And she might have been the most, the truest character out of the whole show. Now that I'm thinking about it, we're discussing it. I love Tyler Perry. Thank <laughs> 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 for listening. Uh, put me in one of your movies. I love all the things that you do. Uh, I'll dress up as a woman. I won't. I won't. That's dumb. Yes, he but, will. Uh, yes, he will. No, um, no I, I, I thought she was a very real character. I mean, she was a, she definitely, I felt like, you know, like, in, she helped mold Tommy into being who he is. Because as fun as Tommy is as a character, he's a fucking sociopath. He's a, he's a serial killer. Like, yeah, she, she played, she played it probably, oh, absolutely. She played the biggest role of making Tommy who he was yeah, yeah. today. Ghost had a, had a thing into it as well, but his, her, his mom definitely. Yeah. And, and, and that's I love that we're talking about power. Fuck that. That's awesome. And that's why, and that's why I loved it. You know what? I wasn't a power fan. I was actually a, a fan of what was the rival that everyone thought everyone I was, they were either a fan of power or what's the Terrence Howard. Ju- 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 Juicy Spolet. <laughs> yeah. He got beat up by, the, by, by, the, by his friends. Yeah, <laughs> man. Empire. I was a fan of Empire, and then it just took a right turn for me, like at year three, and I was like, I'm out on this. And no, I, as much as I like, oh, sorry. No, no, and I started watching Power, had to catch up, and I just fell in love with it. Go ahead. Now, as, as much as I like uh, Tahaji P. Henson, you can't be on a show named Cookie when you like a Fig Newton. Like, she should not have been what she was in that show. Like, they, I felt like they tried to hold on to the magic of the season one and two. And you gotta let the you gotta let the show grow. And I say this a lot, and I honestly mean this. Uh, have you have you watched the show uh, Snowfall? No, it's on FX. No, it's it's uh people talk about it. Oh, it, I, you know what? I'm like, sorry. Yeah, I watched uh, like a season and a half of it. The first season. John half. Singleton before he passed. You know, it was it was the show that he started. It's a it's a solid show. It's based on a true story, and it has really great. Uh, as it's it's a great it's a good show, but I felt power is at its time one of the best shows on tv and i say this and i stand by it when you show titties on a show you get like eight points like you just start off eight points and when you don't show titties you you don't you don't lose but you don't win and any show on network tv and like you know uh, fox and you know, i need i need the movie so what are you rosie perez over here for fucking uh white man can't jump with when you lose, you really you really win. And when you when you win, sometimes you lose. And Billy, Billy, <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> she was speaking truth, though. Oh, she was man, yeah. Truth. Rosie would speak whatever she wanted to speak. All right. So, <laughs> um, Danielle says, LOL, I remember you and I having that convo about you need a woman who won't get fat. You're right, Danielle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't I don't play that shit. <laughs> I don't. I don't those, and you know, people have some weight gain because we all gain weight as we get older, <laughs> metabolisms, whatever. But to just sit around eating cookies, breathing heavy? No, I'm not under me, you're not. <laughs> you sound very old school black man from Detroit. Like, <laughs> if I'm bringing home bacon, you can't eat the whole pack, bitch. Like, you can't. I, look, I hit the gym. I take care of my body. I watch what I eat as best I can. So if I'm trying, you can try. You know, so no. Well. Good luck. <laughs> I'm married now, so we talking about good luck. 
Uh, Walter says 80-20 rule. You're right, Walter. Uh, there is 20%. Uh, you can't have a perfect woman all the way around, so there's 20% of what you have to let go or get past. And But those are a couple of things I won't get past, that's for sure. Ryan says to Led Jones, I have pictures for proof. So Ryan has pictures of I gotta see these pictures, Ryan, of Talea laying on the on the kitchen floor, drunk off fireball. I gotta see this. <laughs> Tim Keir says, "What the hell are we talking about?" Tim, are you catch keep, keeping up? You let me know where you get lost, and uh, I'll try to catch you up. Let's see here. Tony is on. What's up, Santa? Live stage is a whole other animal. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. Tony would definitely know that. Tony says, "Do you think after two to five years, most shows run out of ideas?" Good question. Uh, most TV shows, they, I'll let you respond first. Do you think most TV shows run out of ideas after two to five years? No, I, I think this is just my personal opinion. I feel like what happens, especially in the, this new age of streaming network, you know, uh, streaming shows and your Netflix, your Hulu, your Amazon, I feel like what shows have been doing is they write for season one because the whole idea is we want our show to get picked up. Mm-hmm. So they write for season one. They spend a lot of time to develop it. And when it gets picked up, their season two, and Netflix specifically, because I've been watching a lot of shows on Netflix, and I feel like the season twos are shitty. And I feel like what they do is they just try to write and try to recapture what I said again, that magic. Like, oh, people love this. Let's just give them more of that. And it doesn't help push the story forward. So. In my personal opinion, I feel like what shows do is they write for season one or they write season to season, which understandably you want to make sure your show lives on. But uh, Breaking Bad is one of my favorite shows of all time. I think it's one of the best storytelling. And I feel like that show was very smart about I don't give a fuck what happens. I'm going to tell this story and we're going to end on five. We don't need to do eight seasons or 10 seasons. We're going to end when we are finished telling the story. I feel like if more shows wrote that way. Uh, we would have greater uh, television. What do you think? And I think that magic number for years is five, because I think especially for network television, if they can get to five seasons, that's usually syndication, automatic syndication. Normally you have enough in the can. You can go to syndication. That's just residual check for the rest of your life for the actors, uh, creators, and so on and so forth. I will say this. I, I think, Tony, it depends on the writing staff of that show. Uh, if you have a weak staff up front that really can't care to arc, I agree with Day. They, we got to get everything out here. We all want this to make it. Uh, maybe the notes they're getting from the network are telling them to do certain things. And then after that, you see it definitely slide. Like, I got, I started watching because a good friend of mine said, watch, uh, and I'm watching on Netflix. Uh, shit. He said it was uh, similar to uh, Game of Thrones, uh, The Last Kingdom. How is that? I heard, I've heard good things. And, and I, I liked it. Tamara and I binge watched it. We got all the way through this latest season of season four. I think I'm out on it now. And I'm out on it because this guy, no matter what happens, always finds himself in the same situation with the same people asking him for help to get, to get them out of a situation. Like there's mm. no, there's, I know what's going to happen. I could write the damn season myself. There's no surprises to it. And it's like having a friend who's always constantly dating the wrong woman and can't figure out why he keeps dating the wrong bitch. And that's what this show is. So it's irritating for me, especially as someone. I think that's the first time. That's the first time you cursed. I think during this during this broadcast. It's the first time. It's the first time. Uh, Danielle says, "Good thing Tam is super fit." You know what, Danielle? Tamara is over in the next room in her office uh, doing some some workouts right now. 
uh, trying to get herself back to where she wants to be. Yeah, man, get to that. Okay, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, Tim said, anyone watch Wicked Tuna? I, I've never. I don't know what that is. You heard that? What that is? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound, that sounds like a sexual position. What? What is What is it on? Is it on? Sounds like some funky Netflix. pussy. No, I've never, ever watched <laughs> Wicked Tuna. <laughs> no. Fireball. It's that fireball. Keep your, no, they, keep your Wicked Tuna. Uh, yeah, uh, all right, Dave. Let me ask. So let me ask you this. Let's go. Let's 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 go back. You and I have never really had this discussion before. Are you you all right? Wicked too. <laughs> that's a bad point. What it sounds like, man. Sounds like I can't. sounds like something in high school. I was like, oh, we get out of here. <laughs> so who am I kidding? High school? You ain't turned down the pussy in high school. All right, so. <laughs> I remember when I came back to Phoenix, uh, and I was going you went for, back to Detroit. I went back home to Detroit for a couple of years, and I came back. And when I came mm-hmm. back, you had you had grown as far as your own stature in the comedy community. You were producing shows, hosting them. You were kind of doing what I was doing when I left. I wanted I was, I, mm-hmm. to, to put it at a you know lack of a better example. Yeah. And, and when I came back, um, and kind of me, you, and that other dude were all working together. <laughs> Team Petty, Team Petty. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not Team Petty at all. It's grown men do grown men shit, and so that's where I'm at with that. All right, so not to get gotcha. there. Um, I felt like you and I had 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 kind of come to a bumping of the heads every once in a while, and I felt like, and not that it was personal, and I had to take a step back and kind of figure figure this out because sometimes I thought I didn't. <laughs> I didn't take it personal. Maybe you did. I didn't take it personal. Yeah, I did. I, did. I definitely did. Right. I, didn't, I didn't see. So, see, that's how we saw it. You saw it as that. I didn't see it as that. Um, so, since you were smiling, I'll let you go ahead and, and, and go ahead and respond to what I was going to Since you already know kind of the question. Go ahead. Um, well, just, just speaking on uh, our early relationship, I, I guess that, 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 that's really the, the gist of it. Um, what, what happened is I feel like when, when – Here's how I analyze myself as a comedian. And I, I analyze most comics. When you're young, you do young shit. And when you are a young comedian, you do young comedian shit. And it, I felt like, you know, I was in a space of, I took everything personal. Why this motherfucker trying to, you know, take my shine or take my this, take that. And what I felt like, it was the, it was the time, it was like the season of, a, of an episode or of a, of a show where, this character has now rose to a new level, but the this character is still treating them like the rookie. Like 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 we're you know on the force and you're like, hey rookie, and I'm like, no, nah, I got a couple years in now. Right. You gotta start right. putting some respect on my name. So right. it was it was it was that energy with the with the idea of even though you were here, you've gone now. You've you've missed out on these years or this time, and you can't just kind of jump back in and be like that guy again. You have to sort of kind of work your way back in it's just like if you know someone is a manager and you leave the company and you come back you have to kind of find your 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 spot again so for me i think if we're speaking on at that time it was that energy uh here's where i'm at now and i i i feel like i need a little bit more respect or a little bit more than what what you're giving me and i understand you know looking back like hey why why should i do that (laughs) like you're like I was this guy, you just started, 
but that 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 was my energy. I was that young, you yeah. know, hot head, like yeah. Nostar, like you gotta. You never so, said it, but you uh, never said anything to me. But you know, like like kind of what you talk about, like one thing that I I respect about you, like I respect the fuck out of you, is your professionalism. And it took me a while, and I'll be honest with you, sometimes I'm still not there. But it took me a while to understand what's more important. Is it, you know, this conversation, this head budding, this, this, or or making money, entertaining people, putting on shows, so on and so forth. So I never felt like we ever got to a point where like, and I know you've got you've had a couple of situations where you you've head butted some people. We never came that close. It was always like Man, whatever you know. What I'm saying? Like, well, well, it was always very much for me. Like, it's not that deep. Um, but I, I, I did want to feel like I did want to express those things at the time. But it was never more important than what what was going on. Well, and I'll tell you your why, turn. And I no, I'll tell you why we never we we never bump heads because you're right. I don't give a fuck. And but the reason, <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you the reason why I never did with you is because from the time I met you, I always had love for you. I always mm-hmm. saw something in you, uh, whether it had been, you know, e- even before, even when, you know, you, because when we all start out, we have, we mimic our favorite comic. Yours was mm-hmm. Kevin Hart was your guy when you started. Uh, Chris Rock was my guy when I started. And it's just what you do as a creative, as an entertainer. There's people who play the guitar. When you first start playing and performing on stage, you mimic your favorite guitar player in whatever band that you love. And it, it just... So even beyond that, I said, no, this kid's got something. And I always had love for you. And you were never disrespectful. And you never came out of pocket and, and all those different things. Even though I could feel the energy when I came back. And, I, and because I had love for you, I had to take a step back, too, and think about it. I said, okay, I get where he's probably coming from. I've been gone for a couple of years. He's grown. And I can see you have grown since I've been gone. I'm back now. Uh, and so... Only thing I honestly got, only thing I ever wanted to do, even when I got back, was just whatever I could do to help you be better uh, at mm-hmm. that time. Uh, and But I could definitely see if you felt like I was stepping on your toes in that process. And I tried to be understanding to that to mm-hmm. the best of my ability. But at the same time, I'm always going to be who I am. And, you know, I'm, <laughs> and I'm going to be trying to be understanding. But at the same time, you know, I need you, you know, Fuck all that shit. <laughs> you know, put on your fucking belt, put your fucking pants up, let's go. <laughs> and that's that. But other comics, speaking to, you know, what you said about me not giving a shit about bumping heads with someone. I hear when people don't think, and, I, and if you're watching this, some of you people who I don't care for, I heard what you said. You think mm-hmm. I didn't hear you. You think I never heard it. I heard it. And you know what I did? I sat back and I waited to see if you were ever going to be man enough to come to my face and say the shit that you said. And you know what? In 2020, you've still never been man enough to come and say it to my motherfucking face. I have more <laughs> respect for you if you are not a bitch nigga. <laughs> say it with your chest, no, man. I'm being, I'm being honest. I'm, I'm explaining why I always had love for you, even though you and I had different energy at a certain point. Because you mm-hmm. and I never, ever, ever, and you never, and I never, now, I could be wrong. Maybe you the one person that slid under who was talking mad <laughs> shit, and I never heard about it. But I, nothing ever got back to me that Dave P said this about you. Dave P said that about you. Dave P said this. Oh, okay. And it, so it never forced me to treat you differently like it forced me to treat other people differently. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's yeah. that. No, like like I said, I, I think I think comics have to figure out the sooner the better. But you have to figure out early on what kind of comic you want to be. And there are comics that want to be, you know, the comics comic where they want to entertain and, and please comics. And, you know, there's other comics that's like, hey, I only care about the crowd. And you have to develop these sort of um, business ethics. And, and you, you have to figure out it, it is a business as well. And uh, like I said, it, it was very much for me. Uh, being young and being a comic and trying to figure out how do I navigate and how do I figure out what's my next thing and making sure nobody, you know, interferes and steps on my foot or tells me what to do. And it's kind of like, you know, a father telling a son, like, hey, I've made those mistakes. Don't make those mistakes. But the son saying, hey, I got to figure out how hot the stove is. I don't touch it. How would I figure it out? So, no, I I think one of the reasons why we still have... continue to have this longevity as far as the connection is i mean obviously we have a similar background being from detroit and going out to arizona and go but i think ultimately it's it's a respect level i think once the respect leaves that's where all this you know animosity and emotion comes from and i never liked that guy that's where all that comes from that jealousy that envy i want what that guy has it's always been respect and if it continues like that that's what that's what keeps me like team said like no matter what so yeah i know it keeps me team day and we'll get away from this guys i know this may be boring some folks out there who are kind of just kind of no, inside, that, that, inside that baseball this is great but this is great but watching you again continue to grind continue to try to grow and you're right we did have some uh some similarities because i saw you doing some of the things that i did when i started uh which i'm not going to go too deep into on camera uh but doing some of the things that i did when i started uh, and you don't want me to go deep into it either. So, so <laughs> right. Um, but I but saw saw you grinding and working and and saw you trying to change that image, not only just on stage, but off stage. Being someone who didn't show up just in the nick of time, the show's getting ready to start where's day at. Here you come running through the door, ready to jump on stage into a guy who was there early. Uh, what's going on? What can I help with? Let's move this. Let's do that. What's this, what's the room going to look like? Turn, so becoming a man in terms of comedy, if you will, while there are and this would make me cut someone off quick. If I book you for a show and I say be there at a certain time and you can't be there at a certain time and you don't have a good excuse for it. I, that, that is, I have talked about a lack of respect. I, I have a lack of respect for that because now you're someone who wants to be seen as a professional and you want someone to give you money, but you don't want to do what it takes to to receive that money. And I think mm-hmm. either you are a professional comedian or you are a motherfucker who's just trying to get out the house because you don't want to be around your <laughs> wife and your kids. And I need you. I to like make- when you I like when you swear. That's my favorite part. <laughs> and, That's I my favorite part. and I need and I just need people to make a decision. And you you made that decision uh, early on. And I always like that about you. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Sir. Absolutely. Um, so now that I got that out of the way. OK, this is what we're doing. I'm looking at some comments over here. Uh, first of all, I guess. Uh, Wicked Tuna is about commercial fishing. Um, <laughs> that didn't make it any better. <laughs> so, so Tim, I love you, and I love the fact that in 2020, you think the the lines have been so blurred that two black guys will be watching Wicked Tuna for commercial fishing. Um, <laughs> is there cat- some Wicked Tuna? <laughs> is, there, is there catfish and red hot involved in this show? Because then, yes, we will be there. So, no, I don't think either one of us has watched that show. 
let's see here. It looks like Ryan and, and Talaya talk about the pictures. And then I get down here, and Ryan says, that's humility at its best. Sure, Ryan's taking a shot at me, you rat bastard. Um, then he said, Sid sucks, LOL. And then Tim asked, how long have you guys been doing comedy? Day, how long you been at it, man? Uh, be nine nine years. It'll be ten years uh, in February if it ever comes around. <laughs> if, if we ever get back on stage, yeah, I'm 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 about eleven, eleven and a half, somewhere around there. So that's where I'm at with it. Uh, okay, let me yeah. to, to to piggyback off off the the question. Yeah. When did comedy become what it is for you? Because obviously, in the nine years for me, comedy didn't really become what it is until I left Arizona. That's when I it became a business no other income uh, full on. When, when did comedy become like a full-time or at least a career for you? Uh, I, I had it in my mind and in my activity that comedy was going to be a career for me. Whether or not it was going to be stand-up, I wasn't sure. Because uh, right away, six months in, uh, me and that other dude started, we partnered up and was putting on shows. And I saw that I enjoyed the behind the scenes of producing shows and putting those things on. And hopefully giving opportunities to other comics who wanted stages. Because when I started, there was no rooms, really, at that time. We had one club, one real club, the comedy um, uh, Tempe Improv. And that was really it, for the most part. Right. Howard was still trying to get a club going. He was had different rooms going around the city, at, you know, here, there, whatever. And a couple other people were producing things. So that's what that was my main focus. Um, I had always thought about having my own club, which is still going to be something I do down the road. I um, can see that. Because after the crack ups thing, I learned so much by doing that. Uh, in terms of shout out to to that, that was the first real headlining opportunity that I that I had, where yeah. Yeah. you allowed me to do forty five minutes or so. And uh, again, early in my career, and I say early, you know, four years or whatever it was, yeah. that's still very early. Yeah, it is. That was the first time uh, I had that opportunity, so I appreciate it. Yeah, shout absolutely. out to you. Hey, it's absolutely, and that's but that's what I wanted for that. Obviously, I'm a businessman. I want to make money. But at the same time, I want to give people opportunities. And I know, even for my own self, that we weren't going to get the opportunities to go do the clubs. I mean, we would, but we were going to be several years away from doing it, if ever, at that time. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. When, when, you, when you say we, what do you, what do you, who do you mean? Certain comics who were good enough to, to be in the clubs. Okay. Uh, you may have, because they, were, because they were booking the clubs differently. There was that mm -hmm. one group. That was the only I ones agree. that they were running, that they were rotating every single week, like five comics who were opening and featuring. And there was no, that door wasn't going to be open to us. And I know right. that I right. was frustrated and I only knew there had to be other comics that were going to be, there had to be frustrated as well with that. Um, so that was something I wanted to do as, as well as make money and, and, and further my own career in terms of, um, in terms of when did I take it seriously as, okay, I just need to do stand up and worry about that. Probably seven years ago, and I would thank my wife for that because I was frustrated because you know how I am uh, in terms of my work ethic. And I get very frustrated when I'm trying to work with people or help people and they just don't seem to have that same work ethic. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I just remember being frustrated one day and, and my wife said to me, she said, I don't know why are you wasting all this time and energy trying to help people with their careers? She said, just concentrate on your own shit. And, I, and, and, and when she said it, it's, it's almost like I never heard it before or never thought about mm -hmm. it on my own. And it just flipped mm -hmm. the light bulb. And so I would say in terms of stand up about seven years. And that's where I just really concentrate on this. Just going to be all about me. 
Um, if I can help some other people on the way up or team up with some people along the way, that would be great. And, but that's what it been. And you know what it did for me? Uh, by doing that and concentrating just on my own writing, my own performance, I've gotten so much better, I think. But also, it's opened so many doors to allow me to do so many things and to come into contact with so many people who do have the same work ethic and mindset that I have. I'll let you get back to the comments, but I, I wanted to dig deep because that's a layered question. Like, yeah. how long have you been doing comedy? That That's an easy one. But how long, like, have you been a professional co- Like, when it was your career, your dream, your, like, that? that's a, di- that's a different answer. So. Well, you, right. well, well, yeah, because you have people who tell you they've been doing comedy for 20 years or whatever, and I've never seen you on one major show at any yeah. at, within within the city you live in, let alone any place else. I myself, yeah. have you been telling jokes for 20 years? Absolutely. I'm sure you have been. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. that... Now, what, what are, what are my, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, one, one of my last uh, Arizona beefs w- was with a guy who who had been doing it for twenty plus years, and what I what I learned is sometimes these particular comics want to use that as you know like like some type of like I've been doing it this like I've been doing it that it doesn't that doesn't matter right. like it's it, like right now like let's get on stage and I've never I'll be honest with you I've never been that comic like let's get on stage right now who can who can get the most laughs, who can get the crowd on their side. I've never been that way, but I have experienced through this career comics that will like them. They love to use their, I've been doing it this long. And that don't mean shit in this game. It's mm-hmm. about how great you are right now. Yeah. How, like what you put out that's great. And uh, yeah, if you, if you have been doing it that long, you should have some type of collection of work that speaks volumes for who you are as a comedian today. And so. see, that's and that's something that's you and I are opposite that because I am that motherfucker who says, oh, <laughs> you think you're that yeah. good? Let's get on stage right now. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll open the show for 10 minutes and I'll let you get up and do your best 20. And I guarantee you, you can't get over the hurdle that I put in front of you. Guarantee <laughs> you. Guarantee you. And I tell people, I'll tell people, and I haven't had to do it in a long time, but I've my 10 is better than your 20. My 20 is better than any 45 you ever write and ever think about doing. Oh, you, but you know what? You'll Whoa. never get there because no one ever gives you opportunity because you suck. So I tell, <laughs> I tell people anytime you <laughs> wouldn't let you carry my fucking iPad. Get the fuck away from me. You suck, man. <laughs> You're terrible. I will put your iPad in my briefcase you is are, what you saying. I got it. I got you. Terrible. You're the you're the worst. Why am I still hearing this joke from like <laughs> even at an open mic, you're afraid to try new shit. You can't uh, stop talking to me. Who let this dude in the room? Oh. <laughs> oh, I can't stand these people sometimes. All right. Uh so let me get to some comments here. Tim's uh that was Tim's question there. Tim, thank you for the question. I appreciate it. Everyone who's responding with questions and comments, I appreciate it. Thank you guys very much. Um Ryan says, uh, we're not eating any fish unless it's out of the Detroit River. So <laughs> nobody eat no fish out of there. Ryan, Ryan's from the Detroit area as well also, so he knows don't eat that shit out of there. He um, says, Tony says, sounds like you two have an old men friendship. <laughs> that's coming from, yeah, that's coming from an old man. That's coming from an old man. Tony says, do, do you two change your shows from area to area? And do you think you have to do that sometimes? Day? 
yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do like quick answers just so we can get to more questions or, or comments. But, no, no, go, go ahead. I'll uh, let you know I, if we need to speed it up. So go ahead, take your time. Uh, I, I think it's imperative to to be conscious of where you're at and what material that you're doing. But uh, I'm also kind of stubborn where I feel like, uh, now nah, I want to get these jokes off my spirit. Like, this is what I want to talk about. This is my set list for, for, for tonight. Um, I say yes, more, more or less just because where I'm at right now, I'm in North and I'm in North Iowa. So I'm back in the Midwest and I'm doing that circle. And I, I want to, I want to get paid. Like I want, I want to get rebooked and, Every show that I do is hopefully, you know, a you know a connection and a continuation to another show. So uh, I want somebody in the crowd to be like, "Hey, that mug was so funny. I want you to do this and, and do my company this." And mm. so I think it's important to make sure you are a crowd pleaser. Um, as an artist, though, that's that's where it gets tricky. That's where you're like, "Nah, I kind of want to." I want to talk about these topics. I want to make people feel uncomfortable because this is, you know, where where I want to go. I think it's a time and a place for that. Uh, when I when I shot my my comedy special, I just did a comedy album. When I did that, I was very much in my mind frame of I'm doing this for me, kind of like how you have guests on, like you want people that you'll be entertained with. That was the best time to talk about whatever I want to talk about. Absolutely, uh, have have that type of. Um, you know, creativity. But if, if I'm getting paid, you know, by, by the local firefighters to do their Christmas show, I'm going to be a little bit, you know, sensitive about what the material is that, that I'm delivering. So I think for longevity, I think it's imperative that a comic is very much conscious of where they are and what, what material that they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Until now, I'll say this, Tony, mm -hmm. if I am featuring someplace, uh, I'm going to do some things for that area. So, you know, I'm going to come, come into LA or Vegas, wherever it may be, uh, maybe read the news, watch the news, uh, pick up on something that maybe I can throw in there and pull the audience in. I will change my jokes, but I change my set sometimes from, from the first show to the second show in the same city as well. I'll do that as well. But I'm a firm believer that until your name is in lights, uh, you do. I'm along. Along. I'm. I'm going along with deep here. Is that you have to do what you can do to try to get yourself back in there with another headliner, or maybe get your own show in there on an off weekend, uh, things of that nature. But when I'm doing my Sydney Smith show at at Stand Up Live, I'm doing whatever I want to do. And mm -hmm. and in terms of uh, it being similar to what Dave was saying when he shot his special, because now you should if your name is. In, on the marquee, those people should most of them be there to see you. And if your name is in the marquee, what you do for those people and for yourself should be good enough to capture anyone who's in there who's never seen you before. So it just mm -hmm. kind of depends. There's a lot of different ways to go with it. But at the end of the day, you have to remember that the show is about them and not about you. So there have been times I've walked in and said, no, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm planning on early in my early years. And I went in with that mindset and it was not as good a show for me. Um, as it could have been if I had to pay more attention to what the audience was going to want. So that's how I approach it. Um, Gail, no, good, good point. My good friend Gail is on. She says, hey there. What's up, Gail? How are you? Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Bruce says, Tosos, comedy, and beer pong. 
Man, those were some long nights, Bruce, back then, man. Did you ever do any of those shows with me over there uh, on the – like on a Saturday night or whatever? Where I, would... I don't remember beer pong. Yeah. I remember doing one, but again, that's probably, I, again, I remember the crack ups and, you know, I, I remember a lot of things, but uh, I remember getting paid in pizza. I remember getting paid in pizza was like the fucking, I was on top of the world. That pizza that Toso's had in those early years, yeah. some of the best pizza in the city. I told, that's because you was hungry. I told people, because <laughs> <laughs> so, you was a starving artist. I told, I just had my big brother uh, uh, in comedy, Warren B. Hall, on, and we were talking about what are the questions that infuriate you that you get from younger comics? And my, probably at the top, if I had to think about it off the top, at the top of the list is, how long did you have to wait before you got paid? Uh, I can't tell you that, because all I was concerned with was getting better. All right? (laughs) You know, I wasn't worried about you giving me $20. This is your problem. This is why you don't get better. You're worried about mm-hmm. when someone's going to pay you. I said, mm-hmm. I, I, I took, Warren and I were both saying we had more leftover pizza in our fridges because we got paid in pizza back in those days and never gave two fucks about it, never thought anything about it. I was happy to get my pizza. What? Wings too? Hell yeah. Anybody <laughs> going to finish these wings? No? Nope. All right. Let me just wrap these wings up in the paper because I don't want the sauce to soak through it with the pizza in the box. And I'm I'm out. <laughs> And that's all I cared about, man. You know, you, you weren't good enough to be worried about being paid. I don't know why you people were concerned with that then. You good, Dave? Yeah. Oh, I'm great. I, I thought that was a good answer. I didn't want to <laughs> – I didn't need to chime in. You, you want me to say more? Like, yeah. Jump in anytime you want. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Let me scroll through here. Fred says, hey, Sid, made it before you ended. Yes, you did, Fred. Thank you for jumping on. Appreciate it. I am on with uh, my, my, my comedy brother. I, I would say my comedy little brother, but I don't want his face to get all twisted uh, over it. <laughs> I'm a grown-ass man now. A grown you only ass. got me about, what, two years? How old, is, how old are you? What's that now? You only got me about, like, two years. How old, is, how old are you? I got, I, got, I got a lot more experience on you in other ways than just comedy, my friend. <laughs> so so don't, don't get it twisted and think comedy is all I know. <laughs> um, but, no, you are a grown-ass man. You got a lovely growing family, lovely wife. Two boys, got a, a third child on the way. Is a boy or a girl? Mm-hmm. Did you guys put that up? I got a girl. It's a girl. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, God. man. It's, it's great. God saw fit to teach you a lesson. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm very happy for it. That should be good. Uh, let me get back over here real quick. And then I want—I do want to get to your special that you shot, though. So we, we, won't, we, we won't miss out on that. Uh, Tony says, when, when you focus on yourself, it seems it helps others by watching you. Uh, can you see? can, can see? you follow up with that a little bit, Tony? I don't want to. I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. I don't want to misinterpret anything. Lee jumped on and said, "Hey, I, Sid." I, I thought it was. I thought it was interpreting like you. You kind of sharing more about you. I know, like you got a guest on, but I feel like when you're able to kind of talk and tell these stories from your perspective, it's it's a lot more entertaining than just absolutely you know, question and answer. Absolutely, and maybe that's what he meant by it. And if he does, I I completely agree with that. Absolutely. Uh. Fred said, Sid, the streaming you have at the bottom reminds me about the belts you sell. <laughs> Do you still sell them or was that an inside joke? I, you know what? I wasn't selling any belts, Fred. I should think about it, though. I put something up. I put a little commercial up in the earlier days of the talk back where I talked about whooping the kid's ass. And I showed a picture <laughs> of a belt. You know, for any parents out there who don't know what you're supposed to do. Um, they, they can't see it. We're scrolling at the bottom for all of you guys out there. And thank you, Fred, for reminding me. 
this is Dave Pieces website. He just shot us for a special. Uh, you can also keep up with any uh, touring dates as well. If you're in Phoenix, he comes back to Phoenix often. He's touring all around the Midwest as well. Uh, but definitely jump on there and grab his special. Uh, and what's the price of it right now, Dave? Uh, the the audio, the digital audio or the digital album plus streaming is ten ninety nine, and uh, I have DVDs that just came in like they fresh off the goddamn truck. They're twenty dollars, and I only got about uh, seven more of those. But okay. uh, it's it's a great it's a great special. When when I get around to talking about it, I'll, I'll tell you yeah. kind of my my synopsis. Absolutely, funny guys. So hang around. We're gonna hear his synopsis. We, how long you been waiting to use that word? Um, I don't know. It just, it felt, it felt <laughs> like, it felt like this was the moment. Motherfucker from Detroit says synopsis. It was my like, <laughs> <laughs> slumdog millionaire moment. We're uh, like, you know, I know this word. <laughs> Tim Q says Warren, Warren B. Hall is a funny dude. Hell yeah, Warren's funny. My big brother in comedy, and uh, he's taught me so much, man. That's a dude I could pick up the phone and just call and just pepper with questions. And uh, we spend hours on the phone if need be sometimes. Candace is on. She says, Talia Jones. Ha ha. That bastard Sidney Smith has tried killing us all with that damn fireball. Uh, Candace, let me tell you something. First of all, you should say hello first before you start calling me a bastard, Candace. How dare you? Jesus. And yes, you're right. Get some more fireball. You know what? I'm going to bring you a bottle. I, I, I haven't seen the new house yet. I should come by and bring you some. Uh, all right. Fred, no, it was not an inside joke uh, at the time. Um, you were just on the outside, I guess. I thought you were inside too, um, uh, but you know, I don't know, Fred. I don't know why you pressure me, Fred. <laughs> so, uh, let's talk about this while we while we have a couple minutes left here with you. Tell us a little bit about the special day. Uh, so, so I've been doing comedy for nine years, and I've always wanted to. Well, let me scale back a little bit. When I when I first started selling T-shirts, the First T-shirts I ever sold, I think I was probably about five years in, and uh, maybe four and a half. But I started selling T-shirts because I used to have this like opener where I would would say "Milk, Mom, I like the Facebook." Like that was just like that was my shit. <laughs> and when I started, like that was my shit. Like it was uh, fu- like funny story, not not that funny. But the first time I ever said that, it was just riffy. Like I I didn't even think that much to it. I was actually doing a show in Phoenix and we had some some women that were like they were shooting a you know like a a pilot for for a show that was talking about milfs or moms and then I I kind of I kind of came up with it on the spot. I started using that and that became my first t-shirt and I started selling them. When I first started selling t-shirts, I got this kind of pushback from other comics that's like, dude, you've only been doing this for that long. You shouldn't be selling t-shirts. You're not a feature. You're not a headliner. You should be selling T-shirts. And to to some degree, I understood where they were coming from. Where I'm at right now, where my spirit is, do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. Find your own path. Find your own like do. So I've always thought about doing a, a comedy album and a comedy DVD. I just didn't feel like one. I can find the right time to do it. When I moved back from Arizona, like when I moved from Arizona back to Iowa, <clears throat> it was probably the worst thing that I experienced as far as like a transition in my life. I went from where I felt like I was I was gaining some momentum to starting all over. I remember when I first got here, like one of my like if, within my first six months, I had a comic say, "Hey, you can come do my free open mic." 
can you send me a video? And it was a three hour drive. I was like, this, this is what I'm, this is what I got to deal with. And the first year was definitely a challenge. But once I got to that second year, then last year, I thought last year was a really great year for me, 2019 or 2019. I felt like, okay, now it's time to put out some, some work. You know, people know I do comedy. People have heard I've done comedy. Now let's put out something that, that people can enjoy and look at and, and listen to throughout the country. Right. Uh, I came up with uh, the name of it is called Peace of Mind, which uh, I, 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 I'm very, I kind of like yourself. I overanalyze so much and I was kind of figuring out what's the right title, what's the right theme. And it came from people really giving me the, the title. And I, the whole special, the whole album is really just my interpretation of what peace of mind is and how do you obtain it. And what I love about the album, and I'll be honest with you, it's not the funniest set I've ever done in my life. But what I love about it is it's the most honest, it's the most pure, it's the best representation of my comedy. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to know what Day Day is all about and, and, and how can I watch him and get an understanding of who he is as a comedian, this is, this is that. And I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a great chapter one to hopefully a long stream of, you know, comedy albums and DVDs in the future. Okay. All right. Well, for everybody out there uh, who's watching us right now, um, if you're watching this still right now live or if you catch it later, go on, pick it, pick this up. I'm going to scroll it at the bottom. Uh, I'm giving uh, my seal of approval. So if that means anything to you, if you're looking for someone to say this is going to be good, uh, I'm letting you know this is going to be good. It's going to be worth the money you spend for it. And for anybody out there who does pick it up, let me know you bought it and you get to watch the show next week for free. You get to watch this show next week for free. So um, <laughs> you can jump right on Facebook and watch the talk back for nothing. Pay nothing and see it. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Before we get out of here, Dave, I got five questions for you here. Favorite band? <laughs> what, what, what's a band? Like, is that like multiple people playing instruments? Yeah, people, people keep saying that every single week. Like, they've never seen a band before. Okay. All right, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite musician or artist at all? Just pick whoever you want. Jay Z. Jay Z. Is that who it Jay-Z is? Jay Z is my number one. Followed by Royce the Five Nine, Detroit. Uh, first of all, I can't believe you didn't say Eminem at all in there. And uh, Eminem was number three. I was going to get there if you were going to let me do my top five. Yeah, but no, I, I was I not. Give- I was not. I asked who <laughs> was. I don't know how Jay. First of all, I don't know how Eminem is it because given where we're from and how good he is. And I don't know how, given what your firstborn's name is, you didn't say someone else. Well, uh, I, as much as I now here, I'll be honest with you. I respect my firstborn is his name is Drake. Yes, I respect Drake as an artist. I think he's great, and I honestly feel like, as far as rappers, if you're into hip hop and rap, I I think Drake should be in everybody's top twenty. I don't care, like when you were born, Drake is a phenomenal artist. Um, as far as a rapper and, and singer, that those are debatable. But uh, I think Drake is great. Um, Just, I'm, I'm not a fan of oh. Drake. Go ahead. Uh, if you're listening, I would love to work with you. Uh, if you ever <laughs> need, <if> you ever, <laughs> if ever you need someone in a video, I would love yeah. to do the video for Drake. Uh, I can, well play. Well played, Mr. Smith. If you need another <laughs> ghostwriter, Drake, I would love to be that ghostwriter. <laughs> <laughs> I can rhyme shovel with with. Puddle. Puddle. There All you right. go. Look at look me flow. All right. Okay. Favorite city. Um. 
I, you know what? Secretly, I, I'm in love with uh, Seattle. I think Seattle is a, a, a great place. But if I have to pick one, I got to go with Detroit, hands down. Got to. You have yeah. to. It's a, yeah. You know why I love it? Because it made us who we are. I tell people all the time, the reason I don't mind working harder than you is because we grind back home. We grind back home, man. Oh, I love I love the city. And, and secretly, Detroit is a much beautiful place than people give it credit. Yeah. I took the family. We, we finally did like a family vacation. We went back to Detroit last year. And I'm telling you, we had so much fun. And it's just a beautiful place. And uh, it's Detroit, number one, hands down. And I talked to so many people who are photographers or painters or whatever that, 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 that type of art form. And they love, especially downtown Detroit. They say it gives them some of the best opportunities to capture uh, some great footage. Uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful yeah. city. Beautiful. Um, who's your hero? Uh, I have several. Okay. But um, my, my mother is definitely someone that, that I love. And I think she uh, she's probably that number one spot. Um, I think Barack Obama is is a great representation of a humanity, like a humanitarian and, and someone that as a, as a young black man, as a young black boy, like as a young black person, you can look up to, I think Michelle is great. Michelle got that new uh, Netflix becoming yeah. uh, special. I think people should check out. Um, and also Dave Chappelle. I think he's just uh, the goat that that's walking among us. And uh, I, I, I actually, I'm a huge fan of LeBron James. I love the things that he do on the court, but especially the things he does off the court. But I can go on for for days. But th- those are just oh, Mike. Oh, you're you must be a Michael Jordan is the greatest person ever. And I, if, if you if you said day day, can you be Michael Jordan or could you be LeBron James? I take LeBron James without thinking about it. That's, I mean, teachers on. I take I would take Jordan without. I, I would slap the person first who even asked me anything that had to do with LeBron James. First, that's first I slapped the level. I would slap those two words right out their mouth. Ah! And then I would say Michael Jordan. And that's, that's, that would be my response. Uh, and that's easily. I mean, oh, yeah, easy. All right. What is your biggest regret up to this point? It could be career. It can be, uh, it can be relationship. Whatever you want to let us in on. Um... I don't know. I don't know. I, I think, you know, as far as reflecting is, is, as I look at regrets, quote unquote, I think they're all great lessons that, that I needed to learn at the time. I think if I have any regret, honestly, it'll probably be religion based. It will be making sure, especially having kids, like just making sure there was a, a more concrete, you know, tradition that I can share with, with my children and, and, and being really like rooted in some type of, you know, some type of tradition, religion, structure that I don't think we really have. We don't do shit on Sunday. And, um, but you can start that at any time, though. Yeah, but but I also got to find my, my, my thing, too. Like, I, I never wanted to be the father or a parent that'd be like, you got to go to church because I'm going to church and you got to believe in this because I believe in this. It's very much wanting them to figure out what they believe in. And I would say a regret would be me not finding my own uh, sooner so that I can instill that in my children. But, you know, I figured it out when I go. Yeah, yeah okay. That's I wasn't expecting that one. That was, that was a good one. I know. I, I wasn't expecting it either. It's, it's probably the tequila. It's probably what that is. That's, that's why I get you drinking. <laughs> um, this one here, I'm going I'm to skip this one. I'm going to change this one. I've changed this from the last couple of weeks. I kind of like changing it. 
neither one of us is where we will be. I see both of us doing huge things in our careers. Honest to God, this isn't me blowing smoke up your ass because there's there's no reason to. I honestly believe that. Um, but at this point, and, and you've seasoned enough that you get this question from new comics. For someone who thought they wanted to get into this profession, someone who would maybe look at you. I remember when I first started, all I... I said to myself, if I can, and this is going to be a little inside baseball between Day and I and anyone who's seen him in Phoenix. So forgive me, world outside of Phoenix. But I, I just used to watch Brian Ritchie and say, if I can just be as good as Brian Ritchie one day, I, I'll be satisfied with that. Because I just thought he was so amazing at the time. And I would just pepper him with questions, pepper him with questions. And I'm sure you get the same thing being peppered with questions by the young comics. For a comic who wanted to get to where you are now or surpass you, what would you? T- what's the advice that you would give a person that came up and said, "Hey, I want to be a comic. What do I need to do? How do I get to where you are right now?" Oh, uh, that's a that's a it's an easy question. That's not necessarily <laughs> no. It's, it's a it's a it's a layered question for the yeah. simple fact where I feel like you know how we start in in our mind frame as I as I talked about earlier, like being a young comic, you have to go through that mind frame you have to go through that mind like that way of thinking before i feel like you can even consider the next you know the next level so um i i i initially typically ask people like hey what is it that you want out of comedy and you know if it's bitches and and making people laugh and you know free drink whatever pizza whatever it is once comedy becomes serious for you, meaning you are more invested in it and you are willing to sacrifice a few things, I would that advice would be just be you. Um, I feel like by being yourself is the fastest way of finding your voice, figuring out the kind of comedian that you want to be in the future, so on and so forth. We kind of like you already spoke about, we we emulate people. Because we are just, you know, we in the, we're in all of their their work and their talent. Where we start off, you know, trying to be like them and, and following their their blueprint. When really, if if from day one, if I could have got on stage and said, "Day, what do you think about what matters to you? What do you want to like?" If I can start doing that shit early, mm-hmm. um, and not having to have kids and like, if I could have done all that, that that I think is the fastest way to to development. So. Just be you. Talk about the things that you want to talk about. Don't just try to be funny just to be that person or be that guy or that girl. Uh, what matters to you? Uh, where, where, like, how do you feel about things? Right. Okay. All right. Good answer. I like that answer. What, what, did, did you have anything? To, like, have you answered the question? Yeah, I, I, I'll answer uh, the question. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't telling you all my secrets. Fuck y'all. I, well, I I won't. I mean, you, you, what's the uh, uh, what's the what's the the old story where the the pupil comes back to the to the masters? Oh, you are, uh, I can beat you now. I I know everything, or you taught me everything that you know. And then the master has to look at him and smile. What are you smiling about? No, 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 no. I taught you everything that you know. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I, you no, I never give everything away. But when someone does ask me that question, I'm at the point I do this because I'm tired of the question. Um, this is what I'll do. Why do you want to do it? Oh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. This is what I need you to do. I need you to go get the book, The Comedy Bible. When you buy The Comedy Bible, 
Come back to me with that, and we'll go from there. The book costs $10. You can go right on Amazon. It's a paperback. It's a quick read to read it from cover to cover. You'll never have to read it from cover to cover after you do it the one time, but it's always something good to keep in your toolbox. Uh, if you can't spend $10 on a book that I, if you cared enough to ask me a question and thought I could help you, that you thought I was so knowledgeable, if you can't buy that book that I told you to go, then I don't want to hear or talk to you about it ever again. Because every time you bring it back to me, I'm like, did you get that book? Did you get that book? Did you get that book? And then eventually you're going to stop. You, you're going to go in the other direction and I can stop being bothered. So that's where I am at with that question. That's how you all right. You smoking something? You're looking like <laughs> you, you look. I got. I feel like I got to piss real quick, but you know. Oh, I'm, my, I'm trying to trying to hold it in so we get to this last. Question. My bad, my bad. Let me get, let me get you out here for your piss on yourself on the couch. That's a nice couch you're sitting on over there. Um, hey, Dave, thank you for coming out, man. Hey, everybody out there again next weekend. I will be on. Not next weekend. Sorry, the weekend after June 4th through the 7th, I'll be at CB Live hitting the stage with Adam Ray. Uh, you see my website scrolling down there at the bottom. Please pick up tickets for that. Day is killing me. Appreciate that. If you guys would do that, go pick up Days. You see down scrolling now. I have Days website. Go pick up his CD or the digital. Get, I appreciate it. Get yes, that please going. Do it, hey great. everyone, thank you guys for watching the talk back. I appreciate it. I'll see you next Monday uh, with Dion Curry and Stan Pearson. We'll be back on Now That's Debatable next Monday, six p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So keep that in mind. And Day, hey brother, thank you. Glad for everything you're doing. Thanks for joining us. And good, good luck with everything you got going in the future. Tell Monica and the kids we say hello. All right, well, man, appreciate you. Tell Tamara, I said, hey, thank you very much for the platform. It's been a lot of fun. I hope you guys that were listening and, and watching, you guys enjoy and, and continue to support this brother. Hey, Detroit in the building. In the building. I appreciate you, man. Go piss, man. Go piss. All right, thank you. I'm out. <laughs> Later.